0: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. I work with EP Well. I do a lot of talking about the strategies, hints, tips, tricks, tools that you need to use to get to retirement. It's kind of my goal. That's kind of my shtick. One of the areas that... I really want to improve for you is this isn't that hard if you do some things correctly. First and foremost, let me remind you, I think the best way to get wealthy is through your 401k, your 403b, or your 457. They're all very similar retirement plans. They all have funny names, 401, 403b, 4057. They're all divisions or codes from the uh, tax code with the IRS. It's just a way for you to save income, your income from where you work, while you're working. It's not taxed heavily. You still pay some state taxes, uh, but you skip the federal taxes. It's a beautiful way to save for retirement. The money grows tax-free if you have capital gains. You don't pay those. And In theory, right now, while you're working your 401k, your tax bracket as a worker if you're making 50,000, 60,000, 70,000, 80,000, 100,000, 200,000 it's going to be higher than when you retire and you're living off that that much smaller amount of money that the states and the federal government wants to tax so you know your goal of your 401k is to save but while you've been working hard to contribute part of your salary life may sometimes get in the way and I get that i look at it as a bucket of money that you never ever touch unless there is a true emergency, which would be unexpected medical bills or a house sustaining significant damage due to a fire or tornado. I do not look at it as your way to pay for a vacation, your way to pay for a car, your way to pay for a TV. Cashing out your 401k is a decision you should never make lightly. And if you do, you're going to stunt or retard like a flame retardant you're going to, to financially retard your ability to save money for retirement and have a big fat nest egg. So, I don't even like saying take out your 401k in case of emergency. I'd rather you lend money or borrow money from a family member. But I get it. Um there may be a few reasons why you would consider withdrawing from your 401k the simplest may be you're in retirement and hopefully that's when you're 59 and a half and you need to start supporting yourself with your nest egg your 401k savings if you save 5% of your of your income in your 20s you're on your way but you got to get up to 15% of saving of your income to really start replacing your your income in retirement with your nest egg your situation may more be more complicated i get it I don't want to say I was born privileged, but I've done everything I can not to tap my 401k. There are eligible 401k distributions. Every now and then you'll see an emergency um, hit the United States and you'll say, you know, we're going to let you tap your 401k if you need to. Typically, you must wait until you reach 59 and a half years old to withdraw funds. Otherwise, you get taxed 10% and it's not fun. You've saved money, you worked hard, and you're going to get a 10% tax because you want it before you're supposed to. So you got to wait till you're 59 and a half. You're supposed to, to start tapping it before you're 72. If You can wait till 72 it's grown further and farther for you, which is a beautiful thing. As a soccer coach once would say, beautiful, beautiful. That's a beautiful thing. Here are some qualified hardships, medical care expenses incurred. Cost directly tied to the buying or of a primary residence. Yeah, you can take money out to buy a home. I don't recommend it. Because again, then you're confusing your bucket of savings for retirement with your bucket of savings for a home. I think you have to split the two. Tuition. um, If you need to fork over some money for the first 12 months of post-secondary education. Money necessary to prevent eviction or foreclosure. These are some of the reasons. Funeral expenses. Additionally, some 401k plans allow you to borrow you can take out a loan usually up to 50 percent of the money you've vested in the account to a maximum of fifty thousand dollars but you have to repay it within five years here's the problem if you lose your job you have to repay it almost immediately and yes borrowing against yourself may be cheaper maybe wiser in some cases than borrowing from a bank but again I think it's the wrong mentality the process of withdrawing from a 401k Um, it's going to depend on your employer and withdrawal method. Good people to check in with is HR, human resources. They should know, or they should say, I will get you the answer. Um, Again, I don't recommend it. When I'm of retirement age, and again, for a 401k, it's going to be between 59 and a half and 72. I'm going to say, look, financial planner Brad, who I'm talking with today at EP Wealth, here's my 401ks, here's my regular accounts, here's my emergency money. You tell me how I withdraw this because he's going to punch all that stuff into a computer and the computer's going to spit out the most efficient way to distribute my wealth to me in retirement years. It is a little bit more complicated than saying I need 4% from that one. You can try that method, but don't make mistakes because the penalty is 10% and you might don't want to mess up. You may feel you need cash out of your 401k. I get the feeling of a need, but be very, very careful because the consequences can be expensive and it can be long-term hurting your financial retirement plans. The IRS dictates that your age impacts your withdrawals from your 401k. If you try to cash out the plan before 59 and a half, the funds will receive, uh, you'll face an income tax, but you'll also get a 10% penalty. That's brutal. Withdrawing before 59 and a half typically will result in a 20% of the withdrawn amount being withheld. So if you cash in $2,000, you're really only going to get $1,600 and then you're going to get a 1099R form from the IRS, which you need to include in your taxes. It's really something you want to try to avoid. It's to me, tapping the 401k early is robbing from future retirement savings. I know that sounds harsh. I know that sounds, you know, come on, Rob, I saved the money. I should tap the money. No, have an emergency fund long before you tap the 401k and then only use it for emergencies. Like I said, death in the family, roof being torn off your your house, kid needing money for college, funeral expenses. Um, You got to draw some lines. Cashing out your 401k does give you so much more immediate access to funds than other alternatives. Some do use it temporary fix for things like debt. I'd be very, very cautious. If you lose your job, money from a 401k can help cover living expenses while you job search. But while it does that immediate fix, it also harms your financial situation in the future. There are no right answers. There's only compromises in finance. That's one of the things I truly, truly believe. Saving for retirement is one of the main reasons every day people work so hard. So you have a bucket for emergency funds. You have a bucket for a boat. You have a bucket for a house. You have a bucket for retirement. Whatever your buckets are important to you, you write on the name of that bucket and and you try not to, and I hate saying this because this makes me sound weird. You try not to steal from Peter to pay Paul. You try not to take from one bucket for another bucket. Retirement uh, planning is very, very complex. It can be stressful. If you're not sure what your vision looks like, consider speaking with a financial advisor or financial planner. I like the CFP designation. Um, There's all sorts of free tools out there on the internet. I don't really like the free tools because a lot of times they come with a price of not being complete and thorough, not taking into account things like taxes. Um, So be very cautious on that. Social security is another source of income you can expect during your senior years. Your 401k is one income source. Your 401k 403 would be 457. Your social security is another income source. I've worked my butt off, so I have another income source, um, which is like on top of my nest egg. It could be an annuity. It could be a retirement account. It could be a Roth IRA. It could be many, many, many things. Financial planning is a little complex. There's some rules you need to follow. But you can do this. I know you can. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. A straightforward approach to managing your money. The Rob Black Show. Let's do a tip, hint, trick of Wall Street. I recently saw that Apple is now the biggest short on Wall Street. Who was the previous biggest short? I'll let you take a second. Let you take a second. It's a stock that's gone up and up and up and up and up. That's your hint. It's a stock that's gone up and up and up for a long period of time. It's a stock that you go, I probably should have bought that 10 years ago, nine years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago. People have seen it go up and up and up and up, and they've sat on the sidelines. So what do you do when something's gone that up, far up? Do you jump in on the momentum or do you say, nope, I'm gonna short it? Wall Street works where you want to buy low and sell high. That means going long on a position. You're buying low. And you want to go long and sell later in life when it's up. But you can do something called shorting, where you basically sell long, and then you wait, 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 wait for the stock to drop, and you buy low. It's magical. It does the same exact thing. I don't short stocks. Why? Because I don't have to. Why? Because in the 1970s, Americans bought Pet Rocks. We bought invisible dogs, which were basically dog collars with a lot of starch, so they didn't move around, and it looked like, wow, it's 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 floating off the, the top of the surface. It should be going lower, but it's not. There must be an invisible dog in it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I remember both of those. Pet rocks, where you would get a rock in the uh, box, and it would have a name, and it would have a little story about it. And then you would put that rock maybe on your desk or your your uh, near your bedstand. So I don't short stocks because we're pretty stupid as a nation. Okay, I just said who's the number one short? The number one short has now been displaced by a new company. The number one short for a long period of time, 864 days, in fact, was Tesla stock. You kept watching go up, and you're like, I bet it falls. They have an impossible VPE, P- infinity PE. They can't possibly make money. They made money. They can't possibly make a lot of money. They made a lot of money. So you kept defying the odds and killing the shorts. So Apple is now the number one short. Um, how long will it last? Is it because people suddenly don't like Apple? It's probably more that people have covered their shorts with Tesla. Bringing them down to a more normalized level. And Apple is suddenly looking like, oh, you're the guy with the biggest short interest. Here's another reason I don't short stocks because you basically have already sold high and you want to buy low. So that means you're going to have to buy in order to cover. If Apple goes to zero, everyone who owns that stock gets nothing because they never bought it back. Everyone who shorted that stock gets nothing because they never bought it back. So you got to cover. And covering means you buy. And if it's number one in shorts, that means there's a lot of future buyers. Wall Street is made up of salmon. Um, when they're all swimming in the same direction, they're all buying, stocks go higher. And when you're trying to fight it, it's it's tough to fight when you have the cells come in. It's a gradual change. It's not something as a shareholder of Apple that causes me distress. I've owned Apple for 17 years. I only started selling it in 2021 um, with covered calls. And then I sold a couple chunks of it, still by far and away my largest position. In 2022, it had a very nice run while the stock market did not. And a lot of shorts have come into it and said, you know what? You've gone too far too fast and the whole rest of the market looks problematic. You can look at data and say the iPhone 14 is not selling terribly well. The i14 uh, Plus is facing no delay after nearly a week of pre-orders. It's because the I 14, I for, iPhone 14 Plus is no different than the iPhone 13 Plus. Now, the, the, the phones that are considered Pro and Pro Max are selling very well, and they have a long delay. Here's another cheat sheet for you to see if Apple's selling well is go to their website, try to order a phone. And if it says it's, del- it's going to be delivered in three weeks, that's a good sign. If it's going to be delivered in three days, that's a bad sign. So right now you can say the iPhone 14 plus is facing no delay. That means little demand. Um, I've become accustomed to reading re- Reviews. And they say the only reason to get an iPhone 14 is if you go with the Pro or the Pro Max levels this year. Not that much more expensive than the iPhone 14 Plus or the iPhone 14, um, but way better cameras and a nicer, faster processor. But other than that, there's not a lot of difference. Even though Apple had this great presentation, like, look at how great this camera is. Holy mackerel. Their presentations are pretty funny. If you go to YouTube and watch one, um, due to COVID, they now record them and they're kind of like, um, you know, those commercials that you see in movie theaters where they're like, that's not quite a television commercial. That's pretty well done on a Hollywood set. It's one of those. So back to the idea of shorting, I don't short stocks. I understand my, why you may want to, but I just don't do it. Um, I've seen too many times where I know a stock's going to go down and it just keeps going up like Tesla. Um, Now there's some weird, fancy strategies you could do where you could buy a little bit of Tesla and you could short a little bit of Tesla thinking, okay, if I'm right and it goes higher, I'm a winner. If I'm wrong, if I'm right and it goes lower, I'm a winner. Um, I have a father-in-law who bets on five horses in a horse race and he always picks a winner, but he always loses. Don't spread your bets too much. Don't be involved in stock, in my opinion, if you think it's a civil war. Um, it's just going to get you into trouble. So I don't short stocks, even when it's obvious to me that you should be shorting the stock. Um, a stock. What's an obvious short to me? AMC. Last year is a meme stock. GameStop. GameStop has no business being in business. I know that sounds mean of me, but it. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, when we didn't have internet downloads, you'd go to a GameStop and you'd say, Mom, Mom, I'm going to go in this store. And you can go shop at Macy's if you want. I'm going to go in this store. And you'd watch the video games that are on the monitors and you'd possibly play if they had one set up. And you'd look at the back of the boxes like, Whoa, God of War looks awesome. But the internet got faster and faster, and unlimited downloads became more of a thing. And Sony and Microsoft said, Why are we paying? GameStop, a middleman fee. We're going to set up our own stores and make more money. It's an obvious short to me. And if I had shorted it in 2021, I would have got my lunch handed to me. No, thank you. AMC, during the pandemic, no one's going to movies. Everyone's afraid. An obvious short. No revenue equals not being able to pay your rent. No paying your rent equals going out of business. Coming back from pandemic, we're a little bit more hesitant to be in large groups. It seems like, you know, and and no, too many people will rally around a a pet rock. Too many people will rally around an invisible dog. I don't short stocks. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. I pay a lot of attention to the millennials and Generation Z. I'm Generation X. Um, my generation was considered the lost generation. My generation was considered not as smart as the previous generation. The baby boomers, as they've aged, I've watched them take more pharmaceuticals. So it's a big, large chunk of America. who we were taking more pharmaceuticals for blood thinners and uh, drugs to keep them alive. Drugs to Keep and Fight Erectile Dysfunction. Have those commercials ever got easier to watch? There's a new one on from a company called Roman where the guy's like, hey, I'm 26 years old and I look good and I've got erectile dysfunction. It's not easy to talk about. And you're like, oh, will this commercial ever end? It's better than Brett Favre throwing a football through a tire talking about erectile dysfunction. It's like like, um, yes, we learned this in 10th grade. We get what you're trying to show us here. But um, yes, I pay attention to generations. It's part of my shtick on Wall Street. It's Sometimes it's the spending. Generation X, I hate because we're saving for retirement. We're not spending. Generation Y and Z and millennials, however you want to call them, um, they're buying homes. They're saving for retirement. Not as much. They're going out into living life experience. You've heard about millennials really, you know, wanting to live life and getting upset at their bosses that, yeah, we don't really care about the 401k. We want sushi. Can you get sushi for us? And you're like, gosh, these uh, millennials are are pretty uh, missing the point because we're at the point where, yeah, we've already gone through our desire phase as generation Xers. If I can go back in time and get 6% uh, 401k match versus a 2 weeks off I'm going for that 6%. Whatever perk was offered to me it's not as good as you know more money in retirement. Now that I've hit an age where I'm affluent I'm spending money like I should have when I was in my 20s or like I could have in my 20s. I've seen more live concerts this year than in the previous 5 years put together. I've done more things with my family at that live events. Um, because I have a fluency, and because I can. I don't like seeing the twenty somethings going out and saying, you know what, we're going to go spend big money on New Year's Eve for a white party, and we're going to fly to LA, and we're all going to wear white, and we're all going to dance until four in the morning, and it's a thousand dollars to get in because DJ Ratface or DJ Marshmallow or DJ Somebody's playing. I'd rather you just be with your loved ones or your friends and party until four in the morning with Costco champagne, but that's me. I think it's just as good of an experience in your 20s while not sacrificing your retirement. Generation Z trusts a man more than Warren Buffett for financial advice. This is fascinating. When I saw this story, There's a guy on TikTok who's got 3.3 million followers and he dishes out personal advice. I was like, okay, I will dig into this. Uh, When asked which social media and financial influencers they follow the most and trust the most, baby boomers and Generation Xers said Warren Buffett. He's the man. He's the man. He's like Michael Jordan. He's the goat, the greatest of all time. But Generation Z threw me for a curve when Warren Buffett comes in fifth place. I'm like, what are you guys thinking? Number one financial guru to Generation Z, a man named Humphrey Yang. He's a former financial advisor for Merrill Lynch. Good. He realized back in 2019 that few people were dishing financial advice on TikTok. He wanted to be the first person doing it. He since amassed 3.3 million followers. He's gotten profiled by Fortune Magazine. So the savings accounts paying basically more than they were in the past He's out there saying whether or not you should have some top tips for saving. He says one of his top tips in the article was track your expenses. Okay. I'm not against that. I want to hate the guy because he's not Warren Buffett. But he says the best habit you can adopt is if you want to save money is know where you spend dollars rather than outsource the job of tracking the expenses to an app like Mint or YNAB. He says, manually track your expenses using something called Spending Tracker as an app. I'm okay outsourcing it to Mint or YNAB or uh, any sort of app that collects your financial data through your bank. But here's the problem. All my financial data goes through my bank and all my credit cards go into my... I've got a very fancy uh, budget tracker. So I punch in my three credit cards. I punch in my bank account and it tracks everything. It tells me what I'm spending on groceries. It tells me what I'm spending on investments. It tells me what I'm spending on alcohol. So if I ever need to save more money, I know, ooh, I can cut alcohol or I can cut vacations. Um, So I'm not against him saying, let's do it the old fashioned way. A little bit more slowly while you're at the grocery store, punch in, $300 $300 groceries. I just like it automated. When it's automated, it becomes a problem because what's the difference between a local grocery store where you buy alcohol and say the corner store, Seven Eleven? Sometimes the apps, you really have to work them to say, okay, the Holly market in San Carlos is where I would buy beer and wine on the way home from work. Whereas the Bianchini's is where I was buying food, but I was also buying beer and wine. So it gets a little bit like there's crossover, right? For the record, some people think beer and wine is food. I do not. And for the record, I don't drink as much as I allude to on the show. But it's part of a show, so I kind of embellish it a little bit to make it more understandable for you, more relatable. Or do I? (laughs) That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Okay, so I, I I get it. He likes um, tracking expenses. I'm not against that. Uh, number two, money-saving tip. Don't get tricked by car dealership shenanigans. Lease a car right now is extremely expensive. Uh, putting $3,000 to $5,000 when you lease a car will lower your monthly payments. If you won't get that money back in a car wreck, you're taking a lot of risks. Keep the money. Instead, opt to pay a higher monthly payment. It's going to protect your assets in the long run, he advises. I, I I don't lease cars. I don't see the math in leasing cars. I would lease a car only if I was a baby and I needed to have a new car every year or every three years. I would lease a car only if I was a baby. I've got a truck now that's got 100,000 plus miles on it. I want to take it to 250,000. My last suv which i bought when i was in my 20s i bought it because my friends were were just jerks and it would never drive we'd go skiing and it'd be like always fall on me to drive and someone else would have like a tiny four-door nope can't go in that one um so i bought a car for my friends which not the best financial decision but it did create some life experiences on skiing right um, car dealerships are getting around a high monthly loan by extending the loan period of 36, from 36 months to 17 months. If you're taking out a, a six year, seven year loan on a car, you're doing something wrong. You're buying more car than you need. I always find it kind of sexy when I'm at a red light and I look over and I see a young person, 25 years old, driving just a beat up piece of poop, just a nasty, horrible car. Now I go, I hope my kids don't do that because they can break down and get on, be on the other side of the road. A trucker can come and kill them. But financially speaking, I think it's very sexy and very cool to see people driving old cars and getting everything they can out of them. I do it. I've got two vehicles that i expect to last a very, very long time. I buy reliable automobiles. Okay. And this guy from, he's a TikTok influencer. His name is Humphrey Yang. He's the number one TikTok influencer in finance. His third financial tip, and I wanted to hate him, and so far I don't, is buy things in bulk. (laughs) This is a little too simplified, but I agree with it. Um, Paper towels, toothpaste in bulk. When you buy a large amount of anything, the price per unit gets cheaper. If you have storage in your house for 10 rolls of toilet paper or 20 rolls of toilet paper, I know someone who used to store toilet paper in the back of their car because it was lightweight. It didn't change their gas mileage. They knew where the toilet paper was when, uh, hey, honey, we're out of toilet paper. Can you grab me a roll? They knew it was in the back of the car. It's funny. It's stupid. It's effective. Um, but there's enough storage space by my home that I can store toilet paper underneath a bed if I need to. I don't have friends coming over, looking under my bed. Oh, look at that. That's weird. Toilet paper. I don't have a fear of toilet paper lighting in the middle of the night and bed on fire. Now, I just watched that Farrah Fawcett movie where she was domestically abused and she lights her husband's bed on fire. I'd probably go, yeah, I don't think toilet paper underneath my bed is a good idea. But at this time, knock on wood, I don't feel a big fear that my bed's going to inflame. So yes, I store stuff in funny places. I buy batteries in bulk. Yes, I know. Um, I'm a bulk buyer. So you do it any way you want. Beg, steal, or borrow. I like hints, tips, and tricks. Um, But I think it's a little bit more than that. I don't think 3.3 million people should be saying, buy in bulk, track spending, and lease a car. Don't lease a car. I don't see that as enough financial advice as Generation Z. Where's the 401k? He has that. So I'm not going to be upset about this, but I'll be honest with you. Not my first choice as a guru or a Buddha, but it's nice to see the kids are starting to think about money a little bit younger. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. His name, again, if you want to pass on to your kids, Humphrey Yang. He does have a background as a financial advisor at Merrill Lynch, and he's a TikToker. I am not. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Welcome into the Rob Black Show. Podcast, radio show, whatever you want to call it, dedicated to getting you to retirement, one of the fastest in broadcasting lots of content strap in, get ready, let's go. Um, I got a lot of content to get to today. Let's see how much we get. I have content on rents, I have content on rails I got content on stock markets where we stand, and of course Kanye West, but let's start with yesterday as we're want to do on this show um slightly green what was yesterday wednesday day before was tuesday tuesday was a murder day we got murder related so yesterday slightly green it wasn't exactly um a big shout out to like we believe in a bounce it was like a teeny tiny little bounce moderna was a big winner yesterday up six percent i always try to find that one outperformer And ultimately, they popped on reports it might provide COVID vaccines to China, which I say, hallelujah. China's a little bit too stuck in their ways. Like, oh, our vaccines are better than your vaccines. Clearly, they haven't been. Sorry, China. Meet the West. We got better vaccines than you do. Um, Of which, I'm getting a flu shot soon, of which, I'm getting my booster shot soon. I'm just trying to figure out the math of how it plays into the holiday season. Um, when I did get COVID in June of 2022, it lasted for three days, and it was nothing but a thing. And I blame drinking a lot of water. Nope. I blame drinking Clorox. Nope. I blame my boosters and and relatively healthy, Um, especially around that time when I got it. Um. So I can't really explain what happened with Ethereum Merge. If I were to try to. Ethereum merged two blockchains as it was running into one, which Ethereum claims will reduce its energy use by 99.95%, which will pave the way for the second biggest cryptocurrency network to grow. The Merge's aim impact is going to change the way blocks of transaction data are added to Ethereum blockchains, which this means major surgery for Ethereum. Um, Individual owners won't feel a thing. It's nothing but a thing. The changes are needed So that gas fees and processing speeds are expected to stay the same. Um, Ethereum has been using two parallel blockchains. The original one, Mainnet, it relies on a mechanism called proof of work, a process that involves users competing to solve cryptographic puzzles to add new blocks to the blockchain in order to earn their rewards. For, I guess they get Ether. It starts getting complicated, doesn't it? Proof of stake is different than proof of work. Ethereum accounted for 20 to 39% of all cryptocurrencies' electricity use as of August. And now this is going to cut down on the carbon emissions. I, is that reason enough to get in? It certainly helps. Again, I own no cryptocurrencies at this time. I'll let you know when I do. California slapped Amazon with an antitrust lawsuit. The state attorney general claims the way Amazon ding sellers when products are listed for cheaper elsewhere stifles competition and forces consumers to spend more money. You know, it was a big winner. You know, we talk about inflation and gas prices going up and food prices going up. All that stuff. Clothing prices going up. Credit card companies. Because they get a piece of the transaction, right? Made you think there for a second, didn't I? The WHO, the World Health Organization's Director General, said the end is in sight as COVID deaths worldwide fell 22% last week to the lowest number reported since we first hunkered down in March of 2020. Um. They are more cautious about the number of new cases. It noted that some of the 28% drop there could be attributed to countries relaxing COVID testing and reporting guidelines. So we don't really know, but it feels better. Brett Favre is a loser. I used to idolize Brett Favre. He was that quarterback for the Green Bay. He could run around all the field. He could do handstands. He could do cartwheels. He could throw the, the ball between his legs uh, on top of his uh, uh receiver's head. He could bounce off his head and straight into his arms. Now he's entangled in a $1.1 million misspent funds Uh, where he never gave speeches for what he was supposed to give speeches for. You pay me 1.1 million. I'm going to show up for a speech. I don't care if it's on Mars. Elon Musk, send me to Mars in three, two, one. Rob's going to Mars. Blast off. He then put that money that he got towards a stadium at the school where his daughter played volleyball. Uh Um, professional athletes are pretty stupid. Do I need to remind you of that? So would they ever give advice, try to avoid, avoid, avoid. And should he go to prison for this? I think he should. Will he? Probably not because he's retired. A man who was in something about Mary as the guy named Brett. Interest rates on 30-year home loans surpassed 6% last week for the first time since 2008. Xi Jinping traveled outside China for the first time since the pandemic began. He went to Kazakhstan. Then he went to Uzbekistan. He's having a one-on-one with Vladimir Putin to discuss the Ukraine war. And they have some sort of weird pact where they're endless friends. Sometimes the Chinese come up with ways of stating meanings that I don't quite understand, but sounds pretty cool. I would like to be your endless friend on Rob Black and your money or the Rob Black show, whatever the heck this show's name is. Queen Elizabeth II's coffin arrived in Westminster. She will lie in state there until her funeral on Monday. Line of people wishing to pay her respects is expected to stretch 10 miles. I kind of hope when I die in California that there's a line on 101 of 10 miles of cars trying to reach my wife to say, I love your husband. Seeing my kids crying and and weeping about me and he helped me save money. Something tells me I'm going to fall way short of that 10 mile stretch that Queen Elizabeth got, but I'm okay with that. I don't stress over it. Come on, people. Don't disappoint me. I I did you a good solid. So let's turn the page today. We've talked about a lot of the headline news. What are we thinking about on Wall Street? The major averages rebounded on Wednesday, but kind kind of anemic. Today, we started off in the red, but we've instantly turned to the green. The railroad strike is over. Long live the king of the railroad. The railroad strike is over. No, it doesn't quite work like that, but it does sound good, right? We averted something that would have uh, messed up our supply chain during the holiday season. We don't need further mess up in our supply chain. We don't. Negotiations with the unions and companies resulted in an agreement to avoid what would be the first nationwide railroad strike in 20 years. Roger Federer announced his retirement from tennis, the 41-year-old winner of 20 tournaments, 20 majors, excuse me. He's dominated the sport as part of the big three with Rafael Nadal and Novak Doshkovic. He's 41 years old and he's retired. I got to wait till I'm 58, 60, 62, 64, 65. I have enough money to retire today, but I want healthcare. I kind of want my kids to see me work. I kind of want to get that extra money sloshed away just in case I decide to you know, put a hundred million dollar bets on uh, the lottery, so I could automatically win. It kind of thing. I don't know what I want to save money for, but I'm saving money. Kanye West is also a quitter. I don't know how I feel about quitters. I really don't know how I feel about quitters. Alcoholics Anonymous is for quitters, right? Kanye West told Gap he has terminated his partnership. He's a designer extraordinaire. I think he's really, really talented. He says the retailer hasn't opened promise stores and was too slow to make items available at brick and mortar stores. He didn't do a lot for them. It was one of those press releases where Gap stock went shooting higher because he is kind of urban cool. And then he kind of delivered a trash bag looking jacket. Literally, it looked like trash bags bunched together without a zipper. And you're like, yeah, that's kind of cool. I think I never got one for my kids, but if I did, they'd be the most popular kids in school because Yeezy's all that in a bucket of chicken. Anyhow, the items never really worked out the way people wanted them to. I'm Rob Black.